Good morning, everybody. Welcome to For the Record Podcast, episode number 45. Hope everybody is having a great week thus far. Sorry this one is coming a day late. Generally, I've been I've been really trying to get in the habit of putting these up and being consistent, so I've been doing it every Wednesday and Friday. Yesterday, I had a few business things come up for the website, uh, photography-wise, all that good, fun stuff um, that's actually starting to generate money, which, holy shit, is really weird, but awesome. I, I don't know how else to say it. And Anyway, um, we're back, and we've got the episode going up as planned, and we've got another one going up tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Anyway, this is episode 45. This is with, um, I don't know really what to call this band genre-wise. I want to say rock, but there's elements of alternative and punk. Uh, They're a band called Trolley Dodgers, and uh, the guitarist Lauren Turner used to be in a band called Foxy, Foxy Shazam, which I know quite a few people have heard of. If you ever saw them, they were... They were absolutely crazy um, whenever you got to see them. And, I mean, just listening to them, it had that amazing classic rock vibe, but with a very big modern twist on it. I, again, don't really know how else to describe it, which I guess kind of speaks to the, the point of the band with the fact that you can't really give it a specific genre. I think that's rather awesome. Um, anyway, um, Lauren is in a new band now called Trolley Dodgers, and uh, I got to talk with him over the phone for a little bit. He was a really rad guy. And it was it, originally this was actually supposed to be a written, uh, excuse me, a written interview. Um, but I liked the conversation so much, I wanted to keep it audio. And I think for a lot of the time being, from this point forward, um, the podcast is going to be pretty much any interview I do for the site is probably going to be on this podcast because I. I really like doing conversations in the, in that way, and, and there's I, I like reading them at, to a certain degree, but at the same time, I feel like there are certain vocal inflections and things that you can't catch when you're reading, and it's 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 got a very neutral tone unless you're this absolutely amazing writer, which there there's quite a few of them out there, but it's just it's it's hard to really capture that. Um, when you're talking with someone, and I, I really like the act of, I really like the art of conversation and the way that it goes, which is why I kind of started this thing in the first place, if that makes sense. Um, sorry for completely rambling and going off there, but you get the point. Um, Alright, we're going to jump into this. This is episode 45 with Lauren Turner of Trolley Dodgers. Good. Uh, are you sweating uh, profusely rehearsing? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, are you guys? Uh, where are you guys based out of? Um, out of curiosity. Oh, we're in Cincinnati. 
Okay, that's what that's what I thought. I just I am never sure when a when a band says that they're based out of a certain area. Sometimes it's code for oh well, but but we still all live in L.A. So I'm always kind of like oh okay. I just <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so for, we're in uh, Orange County. It's all right, it's in LA. <laughs> Fair enough. Pasadena. Yeah, yeah. One of one of the giant giant clusters that is Los Angeles. Um, there was some comedian I heard once who said Los Angeles isn't a city; it's it's a it's a thousand little area. cities all in one area. Which I was like, that's the perfect way to say it. Yeah. Um, Hell, even even I'm pretty sure San Diego is a part of Los Angeles. At some point, it. I it, think that's a I think that's a fact. No. <laughs> well, it's the like science. no, there. I mean, well, it's like they're two hours away, but at the same time, I still know people who travel there all, like frequently, even though they live in that yeah. area. So, for sure. Um, so you guys are in Cincinnati. So, um, how long have you guys been practicing today? Just out of curiosity. Um, uh, we got we got started at eleven thirty. Yeah, yesterday we did a whole eight hour grind, and we're probably going to do the same today because uh you know we, we got a uh we got somebody who's going to travel with us and do like some bass synths and launch samples you know for certain parts yeah so we're just kind of like working that in kind of going for like a i don't know a doorsy kind of lineup very no very nice i hear you um i was actually going to ask you about uh, so speaking of like the the bass synth i was going to actually ask you about something on lunchbox that was going to be one of the one of the first questions that i had in it but upon listening to the track um how did you guys get that that i don't even know what to call it just i I feel like i just want to say that bass sound it sounded it almost sounded 8-bit in in certain moments to be completely honest like it sounded like Yeah. yeah i think uh yeah uh that was uh that was our bass guy that's again that's like that's bass synth um yeah i'm thinking because we that was a little bit ago but we were kind of like making patches for like the songs i know there's like our bass on it um i think it's like a a moog oh no it's not even a moog emulator because we tried that it just it was just too kind of shrill and harsh so we moved to something another program that i don't think he uses very often but it seemed to work really well i think it's probably like some sort of a native instrument synth plug-in that i think he's running cool with that particular sound but yeah that's uh that's just uh that's all like bass synth yeah i did when i first did track the song i had just bass guitar actually when i very very first tracked i was just playing one guitar and i was using a pog pedal and splitting the signal and going into a bass amp and kind of make it generating like that fake yeah octave, that really you know? so buzzy that kind of, distorted yeah. sound yeah uh, I ditched that because uh, I don't know. The more we played, it just kind of felt boring because I was just so held at like constantly doing rhythm, so I couldn't really break away and do like lead. And I was thinking like, well, you know, I'll throw stuff in looper pedals, stuff like that. But then just getting the timing right and launching them when they need to be launched, it's just it's just too much for me to worry about. I'd rather just jump around on stage and just play and not have to switch between pedals. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I completely hear you on that. I mean, there, there's, it's amazing what you can do with programming now. Like wh- whether it's with guitar pedals or whether it's with synthesizers, there's just there's, there's so much, but you get some of the craziest possible sounds you could ever think of with stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, when did so Lunchbox is the band's first single? Um, when did the? I, I guess walk me through a little bit of the process of putting the track together. Um. Yeah. 
Well, it, it started out with the riff that I had for a really long time. I think I had it back when Foxy was writing Gonzo. And, okay. uh, yeah, and, you know, we, we jammed on it. And then at that time, Alex also, he came in with, like, this cool horn line. And uh, and then it's like, hey, I have something for that. And, you know, we jammed on it a little bit, but then nothing really happened. Because, you know, a lot of, in this situation, a lot of it kind of depends on, you know, like, you know, the riff could be cool, but if it doesn't really spark, like, a great vocal hook, like, right then and there, then it kind of just gets moved on, on to the next, you know. But I always, like, always loved that riff. Like, I was really proud of that riff and so when i when i started like writing stuff with this new project um that was probably like that was like the first thing i brought to the table and then it, i called alex and asked him I was like hey man remember that horn line you gonna do anything with that can i have it <laughs> <laughs> so uh and yeah he was cool enough to do it and he came to the studio and laid it down for us and stuff but uh yeah and then uh i remember like we we also like it got like re-recorded several times <laughs> and uh because like we, we we demoed it really fast and then uh and then it's like okay well you know we're gonna like spend more time and like mic the kid, kid up a little bit better you yeah know? and then we did it again but then it just kind of like lost all its moxie so then we we went back to the original and just redid some guitars because i had like some chord inversions i wanted to layer in there you know stuff like that just to kind of like thicken it up a little bit and uh Absolutely, and I well, I think what's so interesting about that song is that it kind of it, it kind of goes back to something you were saying about how there's the guitar and the kind of like the it had that hook much like the vocals did, and it kind of um, I don't I don't know the word for it, but sound wise, it kind of goes against what the general conventions would be of what I've uh, what I think what most people have heard in recent alternative rock music and it works and it's it's very catchy and it has that hook um yeah. in it and I think that's really cool I think that speaks to um the songwriting capabilities of the band uh, I I mean how was how did this this project come together when you're in a band like Foxy Shazam how do you kind of make the jump in terms of going into an um a new project like this it's kind of it's hard, you know, it's like, the thing is like when, when, when Fosse decided to go on this hiatus, you know, cause you know, it's just like, we were touring so much and it just kind of felt like just kind of spinning our wheels, you know? So it's like, well, maybe we should just like, kind of just take a, like a, a good long break from this, you know, we can kind of go off and, you know, cause we've been in a, we've been a band, you know, at that point for like 10 years, you know, touring, you know, and all this stuff. So I, I think it was like a, we all just kind of like agreed, you know, there was no like argument or anything like that. It was just kind of like a, uh, like, yeah, man, we'll, we'll just, we'll just put this on pause for a little bit and we'll go do other things. And, yeah. and after that, like, I, I kind of found myself just like a little scared, just like, shit, I have no career. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have, I have nothing. So I was like, a little, little worried about stuff, you know? And, and, and I always had, you know, like I had an idea, just like next thing I want to do, I want it to be like a three piece, you know, but then it's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of find like good dedicated members, you know, who can, who can play and who are also kind of in it to win it too, you know. Yeah, I mean, so I think, uh, yeah, I, I completely hear you just in the sense that it's like, it's, 
it's one thing to go from already being in a band and then to and all of the I mean while it's fun it's it's like you just said finding the members that will stick together because everybody always has different schedules there's always something it's it's a massive task to coordinate something like even as simple as a band practice so it's I just I'm it blows me away when people are I'm like holy shit you got that done that's amazing (laughs) and that's awesome yeah, especially like a lot of like logistics that need to be like sorted out. But you know, the one good thing, like you know, walking away from, you know, Foxy, I just like I was able to just gain so much knowledge, you know, especially like with the, the business, you know, and just like okay, I know what to do, I know what not to do, you know, so I can just avoid a lot of heartache and you know, or like uh, you know, just a lot of frustration. I could just avoid that, you know, and uh, so uh, you know, like it. This time around, like, you know, start starting something new, it's a lot easier just to kind of, like, get it to where it needs to be a little bit quicker than, like, you know, yeah, most new bands who, you know, never really done it professionally or, you know, never really toured or anything like that. And, you know, just, like, you know, I have all these, like, connections and relationships with people and friends, you know, so it, it, it just, it makes, it makes building this a lot easier because we, we, we still don't have a label, like, well, probably going to start shopping you know but uh yeah i guess like the whole point of this tour is just to, to kind of like i don't know get out there in front of people you know probably suck a little bit you know see what <laughs> works see what doesn't work you know kind of like the same way like a comedian will go on stage and uh you know audition some of their jokes to see if they land see if they don't you know exactly yeah i completely hear. and this is six states all through with the majority of them being in ohio and then one in um, from what I have here, Lansing, Michigan, um, at Max Bar. Yeah, so we were like kind of. I thought I thought it'd be like a good idea to like stick stick a little close to home, you know, because you know, like Foxy always did well in those areas, and uh, of course, figured, you know, we we don't have we don't have to drive too much, we don't have to sink a lot of money into it, you know, yeah. just come up with a couple hundred bucks, go do the gigs, come back, you know, just see how it goes see what happens exactly and at the same time you're building a low like a, a more of a local um draw at the start so it's kind of like you, you guys have that opportunity to not only kind of try things out but you're getting your name out there um locally yeah. first rather than just going and being like okay here's a city three thousand miles away we've never played before let's see if this works okay bye <laughs> and then just running off yeah it's a good way to, it's always good like if you want to start building a buzz kind of start close and and hope that that kind of catches and spread as yeah. opposed to like try and tackle a whole u.s tour i think that's just a grave mistake i think you need to kind of you need to get some buzz going you need some online presence you need some press happening you know get some shows under your belt you know definitely um are there any i mean this this might be kind of a dumb question since you guys just said you're doing a rehearsal um actually i'll rephrase this question how um in terms of any new material and material that people are going to hear in the future from you guys um what can fans expect and like how much of it is there? It doesn't, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have a full album ready to go or anything like that, but um, I, I guess what can fans expect to hear in the future from you guys? Um, like, uh, well, I mean, for further, like we're, we're pretty much playing all originals. Actually, we're, I, I, I always thought it'd be fun to start a tradition. Like every show we throw a cover in, it's like, that's something I've just always wanted to do. So we got one, nice. we got one cover that we kind of like reworked, you know, cause I don't know, it's just fun. You it know? is like fun. I want to have fun. And like, I like, I like, I like, you know, a lot of songs I like and just be cool to like kind of rework them and, and play them. But yeah, for the most part, it's all, 
original. Whether or not it's, it's stuff that's going to be on the album, I, I don't know. Probably too early to say. I know. I know we have. We definitely have like an album's worth of material, but you know, things change. You know, songs can kind of grow old, or you know, kind of turns out it's like, yeah, you know what, that song kind of sucks. What were we thinking? <laughs> so. Definitely. Um, uh, the other question I had was about um, your drummer, um, Amanda. Uh, from yeah. from what I read here, it said uh, she took a ten hour trip from Omaha in order to audition for you guys, um, and then. It says they knew they'd found the perfect match. Um, just in the in my notes and in the release I have here, what was it that yeah. um, what was it skill wise that stuck out to you about Amanda and kind of made you guys go, shit, this is it. We've we've got we've got a drummer. Um. Well, I, I kind of like I, I, I. She had a post on Craigslist because she just like posted a bunch of the same ad in several different cities and I happened to be looking and it was like one of the first ones at the top of the list. And so before like reaching out to her, I just kind of did my research on her, you know, like checked out her Facebook, checked out YouTube clips, you know, and I think the big thing was that she was solid and she slammed, you know, like hit hard, you know, just like really got into it. So I was like, okay, you know, she's definitely the real deal. And, you know, we started, like, chatting through email and finally started texting and finally, like, started talking. And then we just arranged the time. You know, I sent her all the songs. She was, like, really into it. And yeah. Wanted to make something happen. So, she, you know, she just uh, saved up some money. And, and I think it was, like, two weeks later, she just, like, quit her job and drove out here to audition and hang. And, and a lot of it was, like, her personality, too. You know, because Clinton and I were big goofballs, you know, very sarcastic and stuff. And she just, like fit right in with that you know i think humor is like a very important thing for a band like us oh yeah <laughs> yeah and particularly i mean and particularly if you're going through where you're going to be touring and you're going to be living together for an extended period of time you want to be able to laugh and you want to be able to have fun <laughs> yeah yeah Excuse me. Um, so the we'll bring this to a close um, pretty quickly. But uh, th so these are uh, the last two. First off, thank you very much for chatting with me. It's been wonderful to speak with you, um, and it's been awesome oh, yeah. to hear a little bit more about your band. Um, the these are the next two questions um, that I use, and I use them to close out the interview. They're broad, um, but they I guess they're they're a way to bring things to a close. That's the best way I can put it. Um, yeah. But so the first question is, what kind of message, if you have one, would you like fans to walk away with after listening to your music? Hmm. I I, I don't know. I I guess I, I never really like given it much thought. You know, like yeah. I never I never really had like a preconceived message. You know, like it's usually just like a vocal bit or, or something like that or. Really, I, I, I just want people to like dig the songs and, and think that we're a good band and they like the songs. I guess I guess that's you know one thing I would like people to walk away with is a t-shirt. <laughs> that's fair. That's that, that's that's a good that's a great answer. I actually really like that, and I've never heard that. I've never heard that one before. Um, yeah, you do, and it also it lets you guys get to the next city. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Well, the the last question I got um, is, what does music mean to you? Um, I think it's. I think the cool thing about music is that once you put it out into the world, 
it can never be destroyed and it'll outlive anything always. Like if it's broadcasted up through a radio, like those waves, they go on pretty much forever. And, you know, they could be probably be picked up in galaxies, uh, other galaxies, like, you know, if enough time allows, you know, um, because, you know, like you got people that like can build a house or build a building, but eventually those buildings are going to come down and be erased from history forever. You know, you, you put a song out there, you build a song like it just it can never be destroyed because it's an idea. It's, you know, once it's recorded or written that down, you know, like it's it's, it's always there forever. That was beautifully put. That was and that was a very great point like a very great point um lauren uh thank you so much for chatting it was uh it was an absolute pleasure and i'm looking forward to having everybody check out uh check out the band and the song we'll post this um as soon as we can and get it sent over to you guys yeah man thank thank thanks again for you know helping us out and taking some time to do this of course man no worries um and if you um ho- i hope you guys ever make it out to the bay like the san francisco bay area that's where we're based out of so um i definitely love to come and check out a set if you guys are ever out here yeah cool yeah definitely um <clears throat> hopefully hopefully like winter or something like we'll be uh you know working on some uh west coast stuff you know because that's one thing i'm like itching like to get back out and watch all these travel channels i'm gonna try that barbecue joint oh yeah oh yeah there's there's all sorts of good stuff out here well man we're looking forward to it and uh thank you so much again all right i'll talk to you later all right man take care take care bye all right see you